Even had Hitler come west after crushing Stalin's Soviet Union, how could it have been worse than it was for the Jews, or the Gypsies, or the Slavs, or the Christians, tens of millions of whom would die, and 100 million of whom would end up slaves in an empire that was the most brutal and barbaric enemy Christianity had ever known? Had Britain not given the war guarantee and not declared war over Poland, Western Europe might have avoided war altogether. And was the war worth it? Let us give the last word to Winston Churchill. Three years after the victory, he wrote in The Gathering Storm, The human tragedy reaches its climax in the fact that after all the exertions and sacrifices of hundreds of millions of people and of the victories of the righteous cause, we have still not found peace or security, and we lie in the grip of even worse perils than those we have surmounted. What did Churchill mean by even worse perils than Nazism and Hitler? He meant Stalinism and Stalin, a mass murderer whose victims exceeded even those of Hitler. By 1948, all of Stalin's promises about elections had been broken, and he was crushing all opposition to communist tyranny in the 11 countries now in his grip, including Czechoslovakia, for which Churchill had wanted to go to war, and Poland, for which Churchill had demanded Britain go to war. If the West faced even worse perils in 1948 than in 1939, what had it all been for? Yes, Hitler was dead and Nazism exterminated, but at a cost of 50 million lives, and Britain had lost 400,000 men and was broken and bankrupt. The next thing that Patrick Buchanan addresses is, what was the war really about? He says, To British statesmen, maintaining a balance of power was dogma. In 1938, Lord Londonderry, back from a meeting with Hitler, wrote to Churchill, I should like to get out of your mind what appears to be strong anti-German obsession. Churchill replied that Londonderry was mistaken in supposing that I have an anti-German obsession and went on to explain, British policy for 400 years has been to oppose the strongest power in Europe by weaving together a combination of other countries strong enough to face the bully. Sometimes it is Spain, sometimes the French monarchy, sometimes the French Empire, sometimes Germany. I have no doubt about who it is now. But if France set up to claim the overlordship of Europe, I should equally endeavor to oppose them. It is thus through the centuries we have kept our liberties and maintained our life and power. Twice this policy would bring Britain into war with Germany until, by 1945, Britain was too weak to play the role any longer. She would lose her empire because of what Lord Salisbury had said in 1877 was the communist error in politics, sticking to the carcass of dead policies. Why did Britain declare war on Germany twice? As we shall see, neither the Kaiser nor Hitler sought to destroy Britain or her empire. Both admired what Britain had built. Both sought an alliance with England. The Kaiser was the eldest grandson of Queen Victoria. Thus, the crucial question. Were these two devastating wars Britain declared on Germany wars of necessity or wars of choice? First, we have the United Kingdom declaration of war upon Germany in 1914. Britain declared war on Germany on the 4th of August 1914. The declaration was a result of German refusal to remove troops from neutral Belgium. In 1839, the United Kingdom, France, and Prussia, the 
predecessor of the German Empire, had signed the Treaty of London, which guaranteed Belgium's sovereignty. The United Kingdom Declaration of War on Germany 1939 consisted of Neville Chamberlain's speech on September 3rd, in which he said, This morning, the British ambassador in Berlin handed the German government a final note stating that unless we heard from them by 11 o'clock that they were prepared at once to withdraw their troops from Poland, a state of war would exist between us. I have to tell you now that no such undertaking has been received and that consequently this country is at war with Germany. So, the war over Polish independence left Poland under the uh, Soviet Empire. Buchanan goes on to say, Yet in his memoir, David Lloyd George, who led Britain to victory in World War I, wrote, We all blundered into war. In his memoirs, Churchill, who led Britain to victory in World War II, wrote, One day, President Roosevelt told me he was asking publicly for suggestions about what the war should be called. I said at once, the unnecessary war. There never was a war more easy to stop than that which has just wrecked what was left of the world from the previous struggle. Buchanan goes on to discuss the Soviet Union after the Second World War. While Stalin lost millions of soldiers and civilians and suffered devastation, Stalin emerged from the war as the most powerful czar in history, with the Red Army occupying Berlin, Vienna, and Prague. In the aftermath, communist parties loyal to Stalin would vie for power in Paris and Rome, and communist revolutionaries would help tear down the empires of the West. In 1949, Stalin would treble the subject peoples of communism as China fell to the armies of Mao Zedong, converting America's wartime ally into Stalin's partner in world conquest. In 1949, too, Stalin's scientists with stolen American technology exploded an atomic bomb. For almost all other nations and people of Europe, the war would prove more a disaster than a triumph. Finally, Buchanan discusses Britain after the Second World War. From Norway to France to Greece to Crete to Libya, Britain lost every battle with the Germans until El Alamein in 1942. She would end the war with 400,000 dead and a pirate victory and never again be great. Churchill had devoted his life to three causes, the preservation of the empire, keeping socialism at bay, and preventing any hostile power from dominating Europe. By July of 1945, all three had been lost and Churchill dismissed by the people he had led to victory. I'd like to end with a quote from the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire. There's still people out there calling John McCain a great man and a hero. No. Sorry, Megan McCain. We understand he's your father and all. But that blood-soaked monster didn't see a country on the map he didn't want to invade. Wars don't make great men. Great men prevent wars. Thank you for watching Keith Knight. Don't tread on anyone and the Libertarian Institute.